This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. So you know what you're going to say? Or did you need some time to think about that? <laughs> no, I think I'm ready. <laughs> I was just talking. I'll get there. Oh, I'm sure you will. And Susan will love every minute of it. <laughs> I was just talking to Chip beforehand and we were talking through... What we wanted to say to you guys in this podcast and this Friday morning, and I felt like you were zoning out on me, but you, you said nope. thinking, brainstorming. I was like listening and thinking at the same time. Oh, I, I had a, I had a little bit of a panic as you were like saying it, and I was like, how am I going to get, oh, okay, no, that's how I'm You got it, got it, got it, got it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had a conversation with yourself while I was having a conversation with you. Pretty I much. do that all the time with yeah. people, yeah. Um, so... This month, this month was actually our words of the year, which we talked about the very first podcast. It was dare and purpose. And so we kind of wanted to recap that. And we just love hearing from you guys about what you thought about this month and like how you applied it to your life. I asked you, Chip, was there anything that you learned? We did the two podcasts. We did the Prince Harry and Megan conversation, because that was a pop culture reference that we thought was really daring, that they were really just going for it the way that they are. Whatever you think of them, it's a bold move. I mean, it's mm-hmm. really and like, I also kind of think they're living in their purpose. I think you could argue yeah. that. Totally. Uh, yeah. And oh, go ahead. Go for it. No, you well, I was just going to say, like, in terms of that one, like, um, you know, I still even after like reading about and ordering his book, which I haven't even started reading yet. Um, and, and watching all this stuff, I still don't feel like I have a dog in the fight. Like I could give two shits, but what I do like is that they're living in their purpose. And I'm kind of glad that like, if I'm, you know, it's still like water cooler talk. So if I'm ever at a party (laughs) and the conversation comes up, I can at least like have what I feel like is an educated opinion now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so. I'm obsessed. So I like I started watching The Crown. I sit on every episode and I like Google everything. I'm almost done with Prince Harry's book. I've watched basically every interview they've done. 
You're a historian at this point. I'm pretty much a historian. I should do a whole show myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like so fascinating. Once you get into breaking down the way that the whole royal family even like the just the way that that even, even is a thing. Like, how is that a thing? It's so fascinating to me. Taxpayers pay money for this family to live. They have so much money. And then they're basically pimped out, like their lives are pimped out. I guess that's literally what we built in America with reality TV. Yeah, I guess you're right. Except for like, it's not taxpayers that are paying reality TV stars. No, it's you just- know, it's advertisers' money that goes into it. But like, we, I guess, we care about them in the same way. Like, well, because to me, get- it's like you would think that, like, at a and in 2023, the British public would wake up and be like. What the fuck are we doing? We're not going to pay these people anymore. Right. Like they're just celebrities. But I think that there is something that is like, you know, in the same way that like Americans love football. You know, it's like we pay these people enormous amounts of money to go play football. Well, it's and then entertainment. Our teach- yeah, our teachers aren't paid anything, so it's like, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's like I, I would imagine that the British public um, sort of just see it that they're like icons of their country you know Mm -hmm. but i would also think that there's like so much dark history that like there's probably a lot of people in the country that would love to see it go away maybe i'd be curious to know i'm wondering how attached they are to them as like yeah i I was talking my brother was in town this weekend and we were talking about it because he's also watching the crown and we were kind of just sharing notes (laughs) this is how deep we've gotten with this stuff Um, but he was like, just talking about how just that dynamic. And I was like, I wonder what that's about psychologically. Like, why do we need this? Or why do we as humans have this obsession about like, is it the fantasy life or is it just because they seem like they're living this glamorous world? Cause if you look at it that way, that would make sense to why we're, you know, the Kardashians are such a big thing. Because they live in this world that's not necessarily the world that other people live in day to day. But like the royals are an interesting one because the, they're mostly like, what is so fascinating about them? You know what I mean? Like other than it's like watching a fucking soap opera. Well, I mean, I know they're not technically political figures because they're not political anymore. Um but in the same way that politics in America has become really fascinating, like most people aren't concerned with policy, you know, when we're talking yeah. about politics. I mean, I think for the general public, it's just to us versus them. And then these politicians, if they're on your side of the aisle or the other person's side of the aisle, they either become the enemy or a star. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's weird. Like, I mean, there's so much news that is politic based that has nothing to do with politics in the U.S., yeah, that these people just become celebrities. And I yeah. think that maybe that's just part of it. But I do think that there's also something like, you know, the first thing that most people think of when they think of the UK is the Royals. And it's like, they are such a symbol of that country. Um, yeah. That it's like Christmas and Santa Claus. Like you, they don't, you can't have one without the other. Yeah. I mean, I guess I should ask myself since I'm clearly obsessed. <laughs> like, right. What is the obsession about for you? For me, it's it's watching like right now. I think what's become the obsession of mine is watching this family dynamic and this obviously toxic kind of dysfunctional system where they all kind of 
betray each other to save themselves, but no one talks about it. Like, it's very sad to me, actually, but it's almost like maybe watching a train wreck in some ways you can't look away because you're like, oh my gosh, like this is people's real life. And I think I like connect to it in that capacity, but then also it's just to me interesting to watch how humans operate. I'm obsessed with that. And just like, yeah. Well, I think too, it's like, this is really the first time in history that um, someone from the inside, aside from Diana, but I don't think, I think she became such a like pop culture icon Mm -hmm. that no one listened when she was like, when the divorce happened, it was, I don't think she ever spoke up in the same way that Harry did. Like this is the first time that like, a couple has said, I, I'm choosing to leave right. in this way. And Harry being someone that was just like born into it, like Diana was married into it. Harry mm-hmm. was born into it. He was handed it. And um, so I think it's like, it's there's something very different about it this time because he is calling out his own blood and being mm-hmm. like, this is wrong. We need to bring an end to this. And um, we just haven't seen anything like that before. So I think we're finally getting a different perspective and really understanding how this, how corrupt the system is and how it works and how it yeah. really is just about retaining some sort of power. Um, yeah. Because there is power that comes along with it, but it's, it's a different kind of power. I forgot about the point too. The reason I started just with my interest with it was because I did really, I do find it interesting and I'm really actually glad that Harry and Megan are shining a light on the toxic culture of the press and like tabloids. And, you know, people always say, oh, yeah, 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 we know that's not true. But I don't think people know how not true it is and just how fucking fabricated so much of it Mm -hmm. is. And that's sort of like, that's where the family thing comes into play for me is like, oh, man, that is really sad that you couldn't trust your own family or you're kind of all playing against each other and or playing into your role. But then they are exposing a like a dark side of our world. I think that unless you're impacted by it, you might not necessarily know. And it's so interesting to me because some of the feedback, and I talked about this a lot in the podcast, but immediately when I bring them up to anyone, like this has happened a lot in even our circle of friends. But if I bring them up, people are like so eye rolly about, well, if they really wanted that whole piece we were talking about, like if they really wanted to be out of that, they should stay out of the public eye. And it misses the fact, the point that like they both had public lives before this. And we talked about that a lot in the podcast. So if that is how you respond to that narrative, maybe go check out the podcast and then think about that. I think it's an interesting thing that we just immediately kind of start judging situations that, and instead of empathizing, like at our trying to, at least like that seems like something big time that our culture is missing. And so I'm hoping that maybe shining light on this will help maybe. I don't know, five people think that way. <laughs> oh, look, I, 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 look I, I do think it is fair to like try to look at everything from the same lens too, because it's like in the ways that like people that share our opinion think like this is the royal family trying to keep their power and do all these evil things. Like he- Megan and Harry definitely have agendas too. Like that, I mean, it's, that's fine. Um, everyone's got an agenda on how they want their life to play out. Like, and mm-hmm. you should always be working toward that. Um, but you know, they, it's, they want to stay rich and famous too. So there is an agenda, but I do think that like when someone is saying, Hey, I'm trying to put my personal safety and the safety of my children right. first, 
then that's when you have to be like, wait a minute, like this part isn't a game. Like, yeah. Um, so that's my two cents. I, I don't think anyone's innocent in it because there's a lot, there's a lot to lose on both sides. So, yeah. Well, we uh, one of the messages we got, I thought was interesting. Um, this came from Tam. She said, Dare and Purpose, Prince Harry episode. Kelly, this episode was amazing, especially the last few minutes when you talked about how people don't read for themselves. They take a headline and fucking run with it and no, and with no information. I challenge my friends and family all the time when they vomit Facebook news, as I call it. Who said that? Where did the calculation come from? Who is we or they? I push them for facts. Nine out of 10 times, they have no facts backing up what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chip's nodding his mm-hmm. head right now. Mm-hmm. That, that, mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, it sounds familiar. She right. What do you mean it sounds familiar? Well, I mean, I just think like them aside, like, it's like any old thing on Facebook becomes a fact when it's just a headline or a sentence. Right. Or, I know. don't realize it's it, this has brought this back to surface for me because I, I mean, I think we're all guilty of that, right? Like I don't realize how stuff is just, you're reading and we're just so, you know, oversaturated or busy or whatever you want to say, mindlessly looking at this stuff that you see it, but it enters your brain and it formulates some sort of opinion and then it becomes confirmation bias. And we just, we're just unaware of how affected or impacted we are by all the stuff being fed to us all the time. And this has been a big political argument with people too. And so I don't know, maybe if we can all just walk away with this being like, Hey, maybe I need to like investigate actually before I start speaking to something like I'm saying this to myself too. I definitely think that it's really easy to do to just see mm-hmm. a headline and then roll with it. Like, Oh my God, did you see this? Well, what's yeah, the- it just, it becomes truth. I catch myself all the time being like, oh, I saw that. I didn't even read the article, but like this is what the headline said. But, and I think when I do it, I like to recognize it and then Mm -hmm. state, like, I didn't read the article, but I did see this headline. But I'll give you an example. Like, my um, client, Jesse Wilson, um, who's up for a Grammy, um, had this, yeah. Um, shout out to Jesse. She (laughs) had an article, she got interviewed by People Magazine. And in the article, it was like, um, her song was called uh, Keep Rising and it's like it sort of became like this anthem for her life and she was she wrote it at the um, sort of at a dark period and she kind of wrote it for herself she had just lost uh, her pregnancy and she had lost her publishing deal and she was just like I needed to sing this to myself to remember every day to sort of put my mm-hmm. one foot in front of the other and when she wrote it, it wasn't even complete. And then she got a call that like the woman King needed a song. And so she like rewrote the song and made it work. And it got put in the, at the end title of the film. And then she got a Grammy nomination from it. So it's kind of changed her life. But anyway, like the headline that came out was like, um, it pulled a quote from what she said. Cause when she was talking about losing um, her child, she said like, I'll, I'll never get over that that grief or that sadness. I can't remember exactly what the words were. And they used that in the, in the headline. And mm-hmm. she called me and she was like, is there any way to get that changed? Because that's not the point of what I was trying to say at all. Like, of course, I'm never going to get over that sadness. But the point of this whole story is that like you overcome it and you keep rising. And so we went back to people and we said, hey, like, we feel like this is really misleading to what she says in the rest of the article. Would you be willing to change it? And they did. 
And I'm glad that they yeah. did. But like, the point is, if you had just read the art, the headline, you would have thought that Jesse Wilson is really sad right now. And she's oh, not. Completely. She's like, this yes. is literally one of the happiest times of my life. Yes. Losing my son was a very sad time in my life, but I'm not in that moment anymore. Mm-hmm. This is where I am now. So that is like what a headline can do, you know? Like, well, trust if, me, I fucking know. <laughs> oh, I know. I it's, know. It's so, but it's so terrible because the statement usually in the headline is used for clickbait. And then if you go in and read the article, it's like, well, that was all denied and that never happened. And there's no factual evidence. And actually that person right. said that didn't happen. And, but really we just wanted to get you to click on this for clickbait. Like we're right. all being pawns in this game and like serving some purpose. I'm so glad that you guys got that change. Cause that rarely happens. I would imagine, but, um, it wasn't in a salacious, like tabloidy kind of art. Right, right. So basically, that makes and sense. And that's that's what made that's what like we were like we we're so shocked by it. We're like, yeah. why is that necessary? And it's just not right, you know. So we were like, right. They 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 ended up changing it. I think they just understood. So well, yeah. And to them, that was the thing that would make people want to read the article. So that's all they care mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. So anyway, protect your brain, people. That's what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we also talked to a boundary boss, which man, that was good for me. I'm going to tell you what oh. that, that actually is going to tie into what I'm going to talk about, about being daring this month. But, um, we talked to Terry Cole, who is the boundary boss and she really, she has a book about it. She's a psychotherapist, but she really breaks down like easy, tangible ways to set boundaries. And even though I feel like I've made progress with boundaries, <laughs> Talking to Terry made me kind of be like, oh, damn, I have a ways to go because it just seeps into your life so quickly before Mm -hmm. you know it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've got a really fucking long way to go. I just signed up for her email list and got the free thing. Yeah, I got the download. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but um, you just read the headline. I just read the headline. (laughs) Um, No, I didn't want to forget to sign up. So I just did it right away. Yeah, Um, Yeah. And no, I mean, it was really incredibly eye-opening because, yeah. you know, it's when someone like describes you and you're, mm-hmm. you, they're not describing you, but they're describing a per- set of personality traits and you're like, fuck, that's me. Mm-hmm. It's really eye-opening, you know? Oh my God. How about um, when I made a statement and she goes, oh, she's so codependent. I was like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny too, because it's like, I think. I make a lot of choices um, to not, I like, I don't ever want to be disliked or the mean guy or all of the things. Sure, but yeah. like, what ends up happening is I'm, I don't like myself and I'm being mean to myself. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot, like there is, there's um, a fine line between doing what you need to do to protect yourself and do what's right for you and being mean. Like, yeah, you can, you can say like, Hey, I love you. I have to stay home tonight. Like yeah. I just need a break. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be mean. And, and the truth is, is every time I have done that, I've always been met with understanding. Mm-hmm. You know, even Especially when I know I'm disappointing somebody. Of course. But I believe if people like, you have a genuine relationship where it is sturdy and has a good foundation and there's a lot of love. Like even if in the moment people are disappointed, I think that's fair and that's fine. 
but like you can work through stuff like that. Like a, setting a boundary shouldn't be a deal breaker for a relationship if it's a healthy relationship. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So Terry is really great. If you guys struggle with boundaries, I want to, I want to, or you know what? Let's just say, just go listen in general, because you may not know you struggle with boundaries. Cause I think that's what you were saying. Chip is like a little bit like she, she kind of lays out what even codependency looks like. And it doesn't look like, it's not like you're just like this, Oh, help me, you know, all day kind of person. It's like a lot of times, very, um, high functioning, successful, intelligent, people who get a lot of stuff done, but it's more about the self-abandonment piece, which is something that right. I've really been working on the last couple of years. And it's just like a lifelong process, I think. But well, still- I, cause you know what, like self-abandonment can be really, um, what's the right word? Like it can almost be invisible because, hmm. um, <clears throat> for me, I, when we were talking to her, I had to like Google, like, what does codependent mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, because it doesn't mean what it sounds like. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, oh my God, I, I I do struggle from codependence. And the thing is, is like when you abandon yourself and you become codependent, like it doesn't always feel like a bad thing. But the invisibility of self-abandonment is that like you can, it's very easy to convince yourself like, um, oh, that's just who I am. You know, like, oh, oh I'm, I'm so a nice guy. That wants, yeah. I'm so nice. I love to do everything. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be there all the time. I need mm-hmm. to be the life of the party. And it's like, that's fucking exhausting. Totally. And the only person losing out is you. And that is codependence. Right. You right. Know? When you put. Or saying like, oh, I, you know, I never really have an opinion about where to eat. Sure right. You fucking yes, do. you do. Yeah. yeah. Like, sometimes but it's like, just, you I want pizza or sushi. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that was huge. I did another podcast that came out actually this week and it's, um, with someone who really works in self-care, which is such a like buzzword that I think we can all kind of be like, self-care, yada, yada, yada at this point, because it's everywhere. It's like sort of like self-help. It just gets like weighty and annoying, but she has such a different take on it. But the biggest thing we talked about with self-care was your connection to yourself and like having conversations with yourself even. And like, for me, I have to pause and ask myself questions. Like, why do I all of a sudden have anxiety? Like if I'm usually my body will know before my mind. And so I'm like feeling a certain way or I feel angry or resentful, but I'll still do whatever. Cause it's, you know, quote unquote, the fun thing to do, or it's what everyone's telling me to do, but I'm so disconnected from self. I'm like, no, I'm tired. I need to go home or I need, it's like what you were saying. So anyway, all of the podcasts this month have kind of been geared towards that. And obviously the daring and purpose words. Chip, did you have a way that you felt like you really lived in purpose? That's your word for the year, but it was it was part mm-hmm. of our word this month. Well, I mean, I think the biggest thing going on in my life, well, there's two massive things going on in my life this month. Tell I'm putting out a record with L. Yes. Um, so, you know, I've had, and I've also, my client Sam has a show and I've got Jesse going to the Grammys. So it's like, yeah. I'm ha- I'm having to be very purposeful about the work. A, because there's a lot coming at me right now. It's all mm-hmm. happening at once. Um, but also meeting Mark and like starting a relationship and trying to make that work. And like. During your busiest very, season. <laughs> during the busiest season. And, you know, I had to, like, this isn't necessarily a boundary. It was more of, like, a heads up. Like, 
hey, you're walking into my life during this really crazy time, and it's about to get crazier for the next couple of weeks, and I don't want you to think that this is how it's always going to be. It just it will ebb and flow. But I've also really wanted to be investing time in him and us. And so, you know, when the weekend rolled around, I had I was like, I had all these things that I need to get done. And like, I had to purposefully choose what I wanted to do. I was like, I'm not going to do all of this stuff this weekend. You know, I work five days a week, like right. m- often more than that. And like right now, I want my weekends to be for me. So, um, I mean, I've been very purposeful about it. And like when I'm with him, I'm not on my phone. Maybe. It's just like, I like, I mean, and, and in a good way, it's like there's something about when I'm with him that like the world does kind of blur, yeah. which is nice because that's happening on its own. So yeah. I'm not having to like be so purposeful about my phone, but it is nice to like, I'll like grab my phone in the morning and I'll have like 38 texts. And that's like never the case, you know? It's no, like, I know. Yeah. You're normally I'm so on top of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I, you know, I've just been very purposeful about being present and like leaning into that. He, he, I know that he started listening to this, so he's probably going to listen to this. Hey, (laughs) Mark. Like, even just our conversation, and it's, it feels so much more purposeful than it's ever felt, especially this early on in a relationship. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, Yeah, but you probably didn't even know how not present you were before. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're actually setting so much intention by putting your phone down, saying, I'm not going to do work right now. I'm going to spend time with him. I'm going to focus on him. That's what I want to do. And so, like, it's like your energy is just geared towards that. So it can take your relationship and your intimacy so much deeper. Yeah. And you know what's funny is it's like some of the people that... um not, I mean, it's our jobs are weird, but like if it, if it were like a normal job, the people that I report to, like yeah, clients and people that like I work under, like they're some of the ones who are most excited about me being in this relationship too. So it's like, well, yeah, but it's like it it helps give me license to be purposeful mm. in that way too, um, and because it can be really scary. It's like you never want your personal life to like get in the way of your work, but in the same breath like you should never want your work to get in the way of your personal life either like there should be a very healthy balance and I don't think I've ever had that you know um because I do love what I do so I've been able to tell myself probably like I have a codependence with work you know like I've been able to tell myself like I don't need that because I have this but like the truth is as a human being like we need that sort of connection and you know and right now, I feel like it's you keep really doing nice this really weird like hand motion. I'm like, what is that <laughs> orgasm? Like, what? what? It's just like, no, it's just like, like hand motion thing we're doing here. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just need like a connection as human beings. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I was you know going to say too, it's so interesting because I think we all convince ourselves. Like, I've had so many seasons of life like this too, where I was like, I'm so on my shit. I am like, killing it at work, but it ends up that you're not really showing up as a full person because you're only working. And so I think we lose like parts of ourselves in that way and in that realm. And so you might be actually showing up better for work too, because you're being more intentional with your time, more purposeful. You're going and filling your cup up and like taking care of yourself and your personal life as well. And so when you show up, you're like more excited and have a better energy towards work too. I want to, yep. what? 
Okay. Well, my word for the year is dare, which is also one that we made. We just made this month, our words for the year. So dare and purpose. And, um, there was one moment at the beginning of the month where I was like, I want to quit everything. (laughs) I just got scared again. And, um, I actually was talking to my friend, Amy, she's on the Bobby bone show and she, she's been on the podcast multiple times. She actually put up an episode about this on her podcast this week or month. It was about, um, this kind of neurofeedback therapy that I started doing. And it is like basically brain. I call it my brain doctor, but she go and like, they hook you up to this electromagnetic force field energy thing. I'm making it sound way more woo woo than it is. It's very scientific, but, um, when I went in, I found out that 90% of my brain is asleep or has been asleep, which is why I'm having such a hard time, like overcoming such like some obstacles, especially with work. Um, because I've had some trauma around that recently and I've had COVID multiple times, which they said can really make your brain kind of react like PTSD. And so when she hooked me up and I found that out, it was very relieving. Um, but then you start into the process and it's actually really easy therapy. You just sit there. It's not like anything happens, but being hooked up to that. And like when she hits certain points in my brain, like I'll literally just physically start crying. It's so weird, but having a word and like having someone say to you, yeah, this is PTSD. This is why you don't feel like yourself, or this is why you can't get over this thing. Um, it, I don't know. It was like so freeing to me and I've only done two sessions so far, but I'm finding that my brain is opening back up. And like I told you, it's been hard for me to even think of words sometimes on the podcast, like, or if my brain gets too tired, I cannot, like you said, (laughs) you said it a couple of weeks ago, has she been making up words this whole time? (laughs) And I probably was, (laughs) but, um, I'm feeling like myself and just like coming back and, one of the ways that I felt like just really blocked was social media because I had some stuff happen a couple of years ago around that, where I was just getting so much hate and death threats and all this stuff. And I just couldn't really like exist that way. And like, it made me be like, how am I, maybe I just need to not do social media. And that's essentially what I've done over the past couple of years, but it was a huge part of my business that I built and, um, was a really great way that I got to connect with the listeners and, um, just the followers on Instagram is main my main thing, but um, it's actually the only one I do. I don't know why I said my main thing. Um, <laughs> anyway, I just missed that piece of it, and I also was like, I don't want to just waste the stuff that I've built. It's also how people find out what podcasts we're doing, you know. And so, anyway, I've really been working this month at just opening back up and like putting myself out there. And there was a day where I posted something and I just started sobbing. I think I texted you. I was like, this is, uh, it's not, it's not like I'm posting anything crazy, but it can be so triggering and scary to me still. And that's just me being honest and people might think I'm crazy, but I think it's just, yeah, PTSD and it's finest. And so the brain therapy is helping clear that out. Basically, it's like our brains are crazy. They have these neuropathways. And when something traumatic happens, it um, you stuff it like to get yourself out of the pain. Your brain like tries to cover it and then it goes around that wound. So it starts operating on a different pathway, which then makes you not able to like function normally. And so that was why I just felt like I couldn't be myself. So I'm really excited about that. And it's helping me be very daring, which is a small one small step for 
you know, humankind. It's fucking stuff for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so yeah, I'm back, back on Instagram, bitches. Watch out. (laughs) Watch out. So wait, does this neuro (laughs) does this neuropathway therapy like does it clear those blocks? Yeah. So base, it's so crazy because hook up certain points like. In my last session, we did nine, which I think is a lot. Like I'm exhausted for days after. It's really weird. But um, she'll put like, there's an OCD point that when she even put her finger on that, on the top of my head, I started to like panic. So it's obviously something I'm gripping to because I'm trying to like control things because I'm scared. Our brains are just like trying to protect us. So I've been living in fight or flight which I think a lot of people probably have after COVID because it was just such a collective trauma and so many people lost their jobs or, you know, like crazy shit happened during that time in the last couple of years. And so I think we're all just in survival mode trying to get by, but our brains learn that. And so like the path that it would go, it goes around it. And so basically when you hook up it, you watch it. It's like on the map, it's going up and down and all around and all these things. And then it like evens out. It like finds the path again. And then a couple days went by and I was like, oh my God, I literally feel more clear headed. Also, if you've had COVID a bunch of times, you know, or even once and you just had a really bad case, the brain fog is real. Like it's so real. It really took me out and I've had it five times, which I'm laughing about, but it's really probably pretty bad for my body. Um, And this is one of the things that like long-term brain effects, like they're finding this to be a real thing. It's called lens L E N S. If you guys look it up, but I think that's the kind of therapy or neurofeedback therapy would be another thing to look up. I go to harmonized brain center in Nashville and it's, I love them. So go check out, you can go check out Amy Brown's, um, four things podcast. She did a podcast with our therapist, Sherry, and they totally like break down the actual way to describe this. But for me, it's like going in there and doing more therapy, but it feels like different kind of therapy, but opening myself up to that and then taking some action steps and really being like, I, I really want my life back. I want myself back and I want to keep evolving and growing obviously, but I just want to like be in control of my own brain, I guess would be the way to say that. So that's the way I'm doing it. One, one step at a time. It's so wild how smart people are and they can figure this shit out. I know. I think it's wild how our brains work. Like, I'm just like fascinated. Uh-huh. Anyway. Um, okay. Quickly, we got so many messages from you guys with your words. And so I'm going to go through as many as I possibly can <laughs> really quickly. If you haven't created a word for the year, it's something like... I just think it's really helpful. And Chip and I really break down how it worked in our lives last year. And it is really interesting to look back and see that your year was really affected by it. Um, But if you haven't done it, to me, it's way better than a resolution. I highly recommend it. Um, Here are some of the words that I got. Live, consistency, confidence, patience, intentional, thankful, understanding, patience. Uh, That's the ones I just read. (laughs) Gratitude. Persevere, health, movement, grit. Um, everything will work for me. Self, freedom, water, intentionality, confidence, power, present, winning, come together. No, no, I loved that one. Presence, intentional, no. self care, release, liberated, peace, recovery, abundance, balance, awake, expansion, 
love, home, creation, release, heal, calm, intention, another abundance, purge. I could go on, but you guys get the picture. It can be anything, but whatever, like just sit with yourself, get quiet with yourself and like ask your body and your mind what it is you want for the year and set a word and just pick the word and, and take steps to live in it every month. I think that's what we did this month. Do you feel like you accomplished mm-hmm. that yet? I think I did. You even got it's, your um, sweatshirt. I did. I got my purpose sweatshirt. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I definitely feel like I have um, been following my word a lot better in this month than I did the whole last year. Like yeah. when we talked about it at the top of the year, like it was, it, it felt a little bit more in hindsight, which maybe is a good lesson. Like. Um, you know, for us to not beat ourselves up about like feeling like we're like just drilling that word all the time, like maybe just setting the word and doing your best to remember it. And sure, like, yeah, because I, I feel like a couple times throughout the year, we were both like, wait, what was your word? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it wasn't like, and I was like, oh, it was clarity. Um, <clears throat> I think that even by just setting it, like there's probably, you know, some sort of goal that um you know at least your subconscious is aware of it so well you set the um, intention you put it out there totally yeah and it still happens i think it's interesting that your word is purpose and you've Mm -hmm. felt like you're living in it more because Mm -hmm. connected right yep i don't know okay that's all do you have anything (laughs) you want to leave the listeners with (laughs) i just like to ask that question not a mess with you (laughs) I'm going to kill you. I know. No, I won't. That's not a real death threat, you guys. <laughs> I've had enough of those. Okay. <laughs> I'm going back to the brain center like now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I guess I got to pay for this appointment. <laughs> <laughs> so All right. Well, Chip, we're wishing but... you a happy album release week with El King and Sam Palladio. Yeah, everybody go check out Come Get Your Wife. It is out today. Come Get Your Wife. Best title ever. I love Best it. Best title ever. Yes. All right, you guys go check out Elle's new album. And um, Chip, I hope you keep your head on straight. And as you guys are going into the weekend and you're living on the edge, I hope you always remember to act casual. Pretty seamless on my end. Oh my God, we did a a great job. (laughs) I almost said we, but I'm at you. Anyway. Okay, okay. Bye. Bye. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust 
into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 